there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. Do you use lightning wallets to pay for things or not? No. Bitcoin Cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than Bitcoin. Miles Town, what's your favorite kind of money? Bitcoin Cash. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast, following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 57, Community Narratives and BCH Content Creation, featuring fiendish crypto face doxed today, Saturday, 20th of August, 2022. I'm your host, Jeremy Chet, is doing the producing as usual, and our guest uh, appearing on camera for the first time i believe is uh fiendish crypto host of the bch hangouts and uh a sort of more recent bch community convert in the grand scheme of things uh to my knowledge but uh welcome to the show how'd you get into bitcoin man thank you jeremy and thank you so much you guys for welcoming me on board and uh yeah new new converts um better said uh newly uh hyperactive on a more public ever seen i've actually been lurking around the community for a number of years or a couple of years now and uh yeah how did i get into bitcoin um was always interested in it while i was uh studying and then i i basically bought some bitcoin and uh more and more as a speculation thing but quite quickly saw actually wow there's this is something important here there's something very interesting and then i was stung uh with an 80 euro almost 80 euro fee uh, back that was i think in 2000 and that was when i realized hang on 2020 something's going wrong here this isn't quite the the dream that was sold to me uh which basically led me very hard to that bitcoin cash yeah i am well, I don't know. You made it. You made it pretty quickly. Then it, it sounds like. I mean, the typical, you know, that's like the BCH dream is like uh, getting more converts via that method because obviously you had the problem. You instantly clicked with the "we've got the solution," uh, and you're off to the races, right? Like it's a very that that camp of BDC to BCH converts, which people argue back and forth. Do we really? need to focus on that is it worth all the drama of arguing with b2c people and so on and so forth and i i think it is because i think a lot of people come into bch from the b2c community and everybody's on a different timeline in terms of how long it takes for them to click right uh whether it might be that they just don't know about bch for a very long time luckily we're sort of controversial enough that generally they kind of get aware of it and then how long does it take for them to independently research wait what is the other side of the story here like am i am i hearing both sides or to at what point do they see that it makes sense because there's a definitely possibility to understand okay these guys are doing something different but oh no it's fine the lightning network's going to work out or whatever all these reasons and then only after a long time do they think no wait just this was the wrong way so it's actually quite interesting that you flipped over that fast 
Yeah. Yeah, 80 euro fees will do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe in the Lightning Network? What's going on? What do you What do you mean? Yeah, the, the, the Lightning Network, um, I've got to be honest, um, I haven't actually successfully managed to use the Lightning Network. So I, yeah. I, I gave up on this pretty quickly um, and really came to the conclusion this is not going to onboard 1 billion people. <laughs> yeah. This is game over. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a little bit easier than that, right? I mean, uh, uh, on scale is undoubtedly the way forward. Well, that's, uh, you know, I think so. You think so, but not everybody thinks so. And it's really quite interesting, you know, to me that, that like for me, Bitcoin Cash, like it, it is Bitcoin and all that, but it literally is like it stopped working. But now that there's all these people who came in after the fork, after all that, and they didn't know about that before, that they, they just don't understand that it's already broken. What they're already using is is kind of screwed. And so I, I don't know whether or not it takes them a while to figure out, okay, it's about on-chain transactions and that's expensive and it doesn't make sense that you could never store slightly extra data even as storage gets better. All those things, right? Uh, shout out to Bchat in the, in the chat there. Uh, first time um but yeah anyway you know i just think it's there's so many people who don't understand that it's bro they just think oh this was the way bitcoin was designed which of course it wasn't but it's very easy for your first impression to to be the real thing right and most people get introduced to on the bdc side so yeah you know it's uh, unusual to hear a story like yours basically yeah, um, I would be careful though, because I think this is, I definitely fall into the camp of be wary of the BTC debate. And the reason why mm. is um, a lot of people in Bitcoin Cash say that Bitcoin is broken. And this is coming from the perspective of using it as a currency, as cash and buying things. Whereas people who are buying BTC, you know, they genuinely are buying into this store of value that the value that is just going to go up forever even though you're not going to be able to use it and so i think that a lot, a lot of people may not wake up to that up until the point that bitcoin in a bull run doesn't reach its last all-time high and then it really will signal the end of it so i yeah i mean i agree with you i think the history is very important and i think certainly people that are into crypto and and bitcoin it's a very important angle and people shouldn't shouldn't stop beating that drum but I definitely think that other people should be beating new drums towards the people that are just looking for an easy to use worldwide accepted currency, which is where I think Bitcoin Cash excels. And it's why if you look at the, uh, we did the meme competition for the Bitcoin Cash Hangout, and it was really to try and focus actually on the positive, the fun side of why is Bitcoin Cash so awesome? Um, and, and I have to admit, I, and I do agree with you, because when I talk to people, especially in Germany, who are interested in crypto it does interest to them what 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 there's so many cryptocurrencies why bitcoin cash and and why bitcoin and i think that history there is a really there was a noble goal at the start and that noble goal exists still in uh, bitcoin cash and with a lot of other cryptos and especially bitcoin that i mean with bitcoin there isn't even a white paper i mean there's someone someone said a few months ago but it's actually a nailed on the head this is really true and uh, and and so I, yeah, I mean I I agree with you, and I think that history is uh, history is important, but um, we shouldn't get lost in it. I guess is yeah, exactly. 
you like you need to you know respect the tradition while also looking to the future super interesting to describe it as as like a, a noble currency that's something i've heard bitcoin jason actually say frequently i feel like maybe that's something the community needs to to pick up on i i would probably more, more use the word principled which i think is quite the the sort of like people say oh you know these like diehards kind of or that you know the un undeniably one thing that nobody denies is that the bitcoin cash people won't won't budge off it like it's impossible to force them off no matter how much outside attempts to make us rebrand or change the mission or take the l and do something else like it just does does not happen and yeah in the short term that might seem like stupidity but it's a very very strong cultural signal to people eventually you know like uh time is the only you know unfakeable kind of form of resilience uh well i guess there's others but time is one of the big ones and so in that sense uh bch has a, a very good thing going for it that i think people sort of underappreciate uh sometime anyway let's get on with the let's get on with the show so first things first we got the price last week was the first week in a while where i said maybe you could be a bit bullish but of course that was uh, you're that the was one that jinxed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my fault I, I i did accept uh personal responsibility for that bitcoin cash 113 us dollars and 78 cents one bdc buys 186.3 bch so down a little bit against bdc and one bch buys 13.8 ethereum oh i didn't put on the slide here, but it's uh stable ish uh compared to that actually so how do you deal with the markets and the and the price fluctuation are you in there speculating away do you do any day trading do you buy some other coins do you just forget about it and just use it to pay stuff uh how do you deal with the volatility and all that yeah that's a fantastic question so i have um done some day trading in the past um and it's it's a full-time job and i already have one of those and so this is not something that interests me but with the volatility of crypto i think if people have a clear strategy then uh then it's the way to go as long as you're clearly thinking about what gold you want you want more of that crypto or less of it uh, otherwise you're going to get burned and that's the thing with bitcoin cash right now with these prices i have to admit i wouldn't have the bulls to day trade because at these prices who's selling um it, you know the, the price went up quite quickly recently and it's it, i've warned some uh, people you know when it goes up quickly it also comes down quickly so if you're looking to stack up there is a chance to sell here and buy when it's lower but be wary because if the you know the, all of a sudden the price could be at 400 again or 500 you know it can happen so quickly um so for me right now um i'm accumulating and I'm holding uh, and, and I'll be joining you in the Bitcoin Cash convention. We'll be talking about later and I'll definitely be spending some too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody was saying in one of their Telegram groups about they'd been watching this show and it had like given them all this hopium, but they were kind of like, fuck, I've lost all this money because I had bought at a certain price and then I did a bit of dollar cost averaging and then I stopped buying and it got even lower and, and everything like that. And I mean, I don't think they weren't like blaming me or, or blaming this show in any way. It wasn't, it wasn't kind of like that, but it, it did just drive home to me that, that, I mean, the stuff I say on this, this show is no joke about you want to think of it as like a 10 to 15 year project. You want to focus on your career, make sure you have proper income stream, diversify if you need to. Don't just go all into crypto, especially not if you know, you're new to it or you don't know what's going on or you're not already like independently wealthy. Or whatever exactly. 
Um, so just just be play it a little bit conservative and have have some exposure and also just it, it's a it's a real like a, a test of test of will kind of thing really is that is you know people get real depressed because the price goes down for a year then it rockets up in one month and suddenly they're scrambling around like why did i sell the bottom but you can't you can't undo those things like you need to be in a spot where you can just say it's not having a good day today all right i'm busy with something else and then t- tomorrow's a different day i don't know yeah and this is, I think, really important, and it's why I respect you, and uh, and it's why I'm one of the reasons I'm here, Jeremy. I think you know I'm I'm a massive fan of Bitcoin Cash, and I sell it, um, uh, but I do it in an honest way. I had a a friend, or a colleague of mine, was asking um, me about how much I'm invested in crypto as a percentage of my wealth, and when I told him, he was quite surprised, and he said, "Well, you know, I'm 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 only invested about 0.5 percent. Uh, do you think I should increase it?" And I told him about uh, my opinions on that. And I said, well, I think it's an incredibly interesting space. I'm very, very bullish on it. And I think it's going to be, you know, doing very, very well. And I was recommending Bitcoin Cash. And after talking with him for a bit, he was absolutely, absolutely convinced I'm going to uh, invest uh, a lot of my wealth, a very significant double digit percentage of my wealth in crypto. And then I said, What's, and I always say this to people, you know, how, how what's the goal? When, when would you want to uh, cash in on that? When would you want to use that? And he responded, in about six months, I want to be able to sell it to be able to uh, migrate, uh, to, to emigrate. And I said, stop, don't buy a single one. Yeah. And, and this is something I always tell to the people. If, you're, if, you, if you cannot choose exactly when you're going to sell, exactly when you're going to use it, if you're using that as an investment strategy, you're going to lose everything, every cent. If you're forced to sell, most of the time it's a bad time to sell. And when yeah, it gets exactly. good, it's, you know, it's really good, but it, it's, you have to wait and you have to be patient for that. Um, so, yeah. And I think, you know, making sure people are saying the right things and not going out there and promising that Bitcoin Cash is going to be 500,000 for Bitcoin uh, in 2024, 2025. I think this sort of messaging is is actually, maybe it's creating a short-term buzz in the community in the short term. I think in the long term, it's doing a lot of damage and, you know, you may be ruining people's lives. So I definitely think it's good to be be bullish BCH, but not saying stuff that you can't, you know, you can't know. And so I like that about you, Jeremy, and I think that's good that you take that uh, under consideration. Well, I mean, if you want to get rich so you can emigrate in six months, may as well just head down the casino, put it all on black. It'll exactly. save yourself six months. Like either either you've you've done it or you haven't. Probably got a better chance, right? If you do yeah, it, that's it, right. It's yeah. 50, 50. Uh, but yeah. I think crypto, if you look at it, six months space. <laughs> if you look at the last six months, it would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, very important. Uh, that everybody thinks and and also just like oh, okay we do talk about you know the global reserve currency and i do genuinely believe that you know based on the fundamental properties and its prospects for growth and stuff like that but on my site where i've got it sort of explained you know the the logic the reasoning it says like i think by about 2045 you know like that's kind of my thought you know the internet took you know 20 or 30 years to get rolling crypto is going to be the same we've had about what what 13 years so give it another yeah another 20 years from here right so in 20 years okay if we're not global reserve currency or at least kicking ass then come back to me and you know uh tell me i was wrong but uh you know like i don't know about you know this six months uh that's that's just like you you're being too impatient you know 
Exactly. All right. I, I'm definitely. I, I've I've got a closer time frame. I think it's going to be closer to ten years. Um, okay. But but at the same time, if talking about periods of time like that, there's so much technology that's coming out. It's really difficult to predict everything. But I think that digital currencies. There's so much a wind of this now. Um, in Germany, Germany is one of the countries that loves cash more than any other country. When I first came here, I was shocked that I couldn't just go to the supermarket and use my credit card or anything like that. It would uh, it would be, be either cash or you'd use the an EC card. Um, uh, but, but many stores only accept cash. And even now, one of the big banks, so it's called Sparkasse. This is like a, a big bank for the country have announced their desire to move away from cash. This is this is quite shocking, actually, for a country like Germany. This isn't like UK where everyone's using, you know, I use credit card to buy a stick of gum. Yeah. Um, and, and when that's happening in Germany, I think that digital currencies are going to be coming in very, very soon. I think a digital euro will be coming in within the next two or three years. I think it's really not far out. And I think that will accelerate everything. So I think if crypto and Bitcoin Cash is to be successful, it will be happening on a 10-year frame, which is why I'm quite excited about putting the foot down on the gas in, in terms of adoption, marketing, and actual use of the product, um, because I'd like to see it really get out the door. I love, sorry, just to go off on a bit, but I love oh, what's go. going on in the Caribbean. I love what's going on in Townsville. Uh, and I think this is fantastic. I think, uh, you know, the general protocols going out there and actually testing this all out and buying stuff and seeing, you know, what's goods and services out there. Uh, I think anyone in the community that's listening, if you have the possibility to actually use Bitcoin Cash, please do. Because I am someone, I think it's going to happen very soon, but it's only going to be a success if people really use crypto and really use Bitcoin Cash. Well, it's one of those things about exponentials, right? Is that it doesn't look like anything until suddenly it's just fucking exploding. And I think that's that's why it's so important that we have, you know, like Townsville or these efforts of uh, adoption is, okay, to date, they've been very hard work and like, you know, medium successful. They haven't gone totally like viral or anything. And there's been tons of time and effort and resources put into it. But the reality is that that's, groundwork that you can't catch up later so that if it does kick off then okay the people already know the drill we've already got the tools tested we've already got the community knowledge of how to do it and you can just roll it out whereas once the once the train's leaving the station if it's suddenly like no no let me build the track in front of the train too late mate the train's gone so that's why it's it's really important that uh you know i think there's a balance with people saying oh okay the adoption stuff hasn't been a, a killer success maybe we should try something different yes and no you've got to have a balance of those other things but it's important to maintain that track because there's going to be a time when it comes good and if bch is one of the few cryptos that's actually in that race with along with maybe like dash you know one or two others maybe uh that's just like that's the that's the spark you need for once once everybody goes holy shit a whole country is just locking out the entire banking sector we need an alternative right now like millions of people you know you need to be ready for that and i think it's going to happen i really think it's going to happen very soon um and just going back to that point um with regards to changing the plan i think this is one of the biggest dangers of decentralized a decentralized group um the way i see bitcoin cash uh, the network is like a decentralized business and everyone's doing the thing we have the sales we have the i agree yeah. marketing team and uh and content team which is what you're part of right and um and what i think is is that why are movies made by committees awful it's because everyone's pulling in different directions and why a fantastic ceo can lead a, a company to great success 
is because they have a vision and a plan. And when it doesn't succeed straight away, they stick to it. They maybe adapt it and change it, but they stick to it. And with the merchant adoption, I see this exactly like that. So no, it hasn't taken off uh, the world by storm, but it is putting all those tracks down there. Um, Jet, I, I think maybe you're asking the question, if I remember correctly, about the costs involved. I know the costs involved. I've been quite a, uh, uh, listened to quite some discussions there from the people behind Bitcoin Cash City and also my close connection with Sunny. There are huge costs involved. And um, and of course, on the scale, you know, could, could it be, could you scale up like that with those costs? No, but it's setting up an economy. It's setting up the path. And that, that start is the hard part. And to just drop that all now and work on something else, it would just destroy all of that momentum. And that's what Bitcoin Cash is supposed to be. That's what Bitcoin is supposed to be. It was supposed to be being used for e-commerce, for real commerce, for anything, for buying things. And, and if you were to just move away from that, there'd be so much wasted resources, so much wasted time which I am absolutely confident will pave the way for our future. Of course, there should be other things too. Um, and I do believe that, you know, the, the, the mass user app still hasn't come out for Bitcoin Cash and that will come out. It's going to come out within the next six months, maybe 12 months. Maybe there'll be two of them. Uh, I certainly know of some interesting projects that I'm, I'm very excited for when they come out. And I think that will obviously help hugely as well. Um, but merchant adoption is definitely definitely an interesting point and which other cryptocurrency has that has an entire country accepting bitcoin cash the more stores accept bitcoin cash and sinkit than don't accept so i don't know any other currency that cryptocurrency that has that and that's a huge huge thing and i really think once bitcoin cash becomes legal tender which very much looks like it's on the cards very very soon then the press won't be able to resist reporting on that it's going to be impossible to suppress that and then things may fly and and that actually being used in the real world that's going to be a huge thing so for anyone listening out there please do other things not just merchant adoption but please also don't tell everyone to give up on this this uh, this would be a disaster i'm sure yeah we got a good thing going i mean you gotta you know watch out for the sunk cost fallacy but like i said it's just it's just a just a balance okay we got the transaction count this week a little bit of an uptick up to 35k it's been kind of pretty uh flat for a while do you watch the blockchain analytics that much i mean or do you do you not really care done. you know i have done um but the problem with with um and this is a weakness of proof of work is the miners can stuff the block with as much bullshit as they want uh theoretically and it doesn't cost them anything um so I, I think that transaction volume from um, and coin days um, burn, uh, they, they are interesting points, but they're also potentially, or certainly the transaction volume is something that's easy to stuff, easy to fake, as we uh, or easy just to get uh, lost in the noise. Um, which service was it that was last year that started batching the... Uh, Noise.cash, and they batched yes. it, and then all the transactions just like plummeted. It's but funny, plummeted. they just lost in the noise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and so we can easily get mislaid here. I, and I've done a lot of thinking about this. I would love, I'm, I'm a guy that uh, I'm responsible for, I'm a director for a company. I'm responsible for a lot of reporting um, for the entire uh, data departments of um, 15 different countries. Data is my thing, I love data. And I'm still trying to find where, what data can we reliably use to see the growth in Bitcoin Cash. And so transactions, of course, it's one metric. 
I, I'm not convinced because of the low fees as well. Even if the even if the transactions aren't being packed in there by the miner, it could just be uh, could be some noise there that's uh, uh, something else. But uh, yes, I mean if it goes up, I'm happy. I think we need better stats. I agree with you. I mean, I'm that was honestly one of the driving reasons. Well, one of the lesser reasons, but it was in there for sure. It was intentional that in creating this show it would create a new metric for bch adoption which is much harder to fake right or like obviously it's possible to buy subs on youtube and do different shit like that but i don't i'm not doing that and i think it's pretty easy to believe if you look at the like growth it's not like exploding up unexpectedly with you know bch just nothing it's just slowly creeping up and you you know and i have them all bitcoincashpodcast.com slash stats you can look every month on the 23rd i sit down and i track all the numbers as to where we're at and it's just just slowly slowly growing right and i think that will be one of the biggest signs it's it's a positive feedback loop right if bch starts really rocketing off the first thing people google bitcoin cash and my stuff is there all branded bitcoin cash bitcoin cash bitcoin cash that's all it's branded about you know people will be clicking on it and then so that that will kind of prove to me that that will be more of a sign of adoption than necessarily the transactions going up and i do try and make that available to anybody who wants to look basically and i think these are the statistics that are really interesting and i i i noticed this too with your um with your work is it's quite obvious it's quite clear actually with twitter accounts or youtube accounts that are using fake um followers or fake views and um and it's quite clear that your account isn't and so when you're reporting an uptick in your subscribers this is something for me that means a lot more than anything we've got on the blockchain which if you think about it is quite a bad thing right because um, but that's the truth of it. And so I, you know, when you tell me that you're getting more people tuning in, more subscribers, this is something that excites me much more. <laughs> this is a good Yeah, because ultimately it's about real people, right? Like everything else is is basically just uh, irrelevant. Like at the end of the day, the whole global reserve currency thing comes down to X amount of real people bought in to the concept. And that's that's it's true of every crypto right and that's one of the grand ironies that other cryptos sometimes don't see is that they feel like they have a huge community but they're just maybe not there's a big difference between a huge community of people who've bought someone coinbase or who think they're going to get rich in six months so they can emigrate versus people who have bought into the concept of the coin are actively contributing following the community uh you know spreading the word beyond just shilling because people can tell if people who aren't needing a sudden you know surge of cash uh respond very differently when you try and explain crypto from the point of view of the sort of freedom aspect or the revolutionary part of the technology part as opposed to I like this just because I'm trying to get rich. Even if you try and wrap it up with some other stuff, people can see through that pretty fast if they figure you've just got some and you're just shilling it. Absolutely. And just so it's clear for anyone watching, I do have Bitcoin Cash. And of course, I want the price to <laughs> because I've become wealthy from it. So you can take anything I say with a lot of bias. Uh, and I think that that's good. And for God's sake, you know, if you're listening to anyone <laughs> about crypto, take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, but this nice thing about Bitcoin Cash is the fact is if you really learn about it, it's it's exciting. I, th- I really genuinely believe that a successful decentralized finance will have as much impact 
on our well-being and on our life as what democracy did. In fact, I think it will be bigger because the bank has actually held more power historically, much more power than the kings and the queens. Uh, it's something I, I'm not sure if I said to you, Jeremy, but the, if you look up the world's richest man, it's Jacob Fugger. He was, uh, was a, several hundred years ago a German. He was bigger than the Vatican. He was bigger than the Pope. He had more power than the kings and the queens. And this is the power that decentralized finance is looking to take away. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, as much as invested I am financially in Bitcoin Cash and, uh, you know, just, just also clear I'm invested in other things. So I'm not betting everything in there and I don't think anyone should. That would be crazy. Um, but there is also something very, very interesting with this project. And so I really, really hope to see it over the finish line and, and be part of that. And, uh, and so I'm definitely, you know, when I'm selling Bitcoin Cash, I'm not shilling because I believe in it. Uh, absolutely. It's very exciting. All right. We got the same in USD. Uh, going up a little bit. Yeah, not really any grand action there. We kind of talked about it. this one. I'm constantly like, maybe I should just get rid of this. I don't know that there's much value or maybe do a rotation. Maybe just every week have a different stat that I've been interested in, right? Like, uh, you know, the hash rate one week and then the send in USD and then the ratio against another coin another week or, or something like that just to mix it up. Um, I think the yeah metrics matter, but I'm, I'm a bit undecided about best way to do it and that leads into the next thing which is i'm going to run a bitcoin cash podcast listener survey so you can go to bitcoincashpodcast.com slash survey s-u-r-v-e-y and there's a link there to a google form it's got 10 quick questions uh and we'll do the results in two episodes i'll call it out here next episode and then there's enough time for people to do it so we'll be able to get some idea of uh, what the, cause I honestly have no idea, like what are the user demographics like people can answer that or they can leave it blank. All the questions are, op you know, optional. And there's some topical crypto kind of, uh, stuff in there. There's a little bit about, uh, the show, you know, like, uh, so people can just, uh, fill that out. And I got this idea because I was listening to better cast Saul, which is a podcast for the show better call Saul. And I, you know, I try and listen to other podcasts and get get tips or ideas uh, from them. So that's one that I picked up on. So anybody who's listening, if you want to be part of it, it's literally 10 questions. It'll take you under five minutes, bitcoincashpodcast.com slash survey. And uh, you can be part of the part of the anonymous results in uh, two weeks time. So for anyone listening, please, please fill this in. This sort of information is invaluable. Just think if you know, you don't know how to help Bitcoin cash, then support things like this, because the more feedback Jeremy gets, the better he can make his uh, show and that's to the benefit of anyone in the community so just do it fill it in yeah i'll publish uh, i'll publish the stats you can literally probably just do it on your mobile right now while you're listening uh to the show so yeah we'll see we'll see what comes out of that should be should be interesting okay first news topic this week the merge in three to four weeks so we're starting off on the ethereum frame here yeah three, three to three to four weeks right uh They've been saying soon, soon the merge. It's been the plan for literally more than seven years now. And there's some classic clips. I Probably many people haven't even seen them, but in like 2016 or something of Vitalik saying, guys, it's 18 months. Don't worry. Like, I'm real confident. We just got past this. We just tested this, blah, blah, blah. Like end of 2017, it's a lock. And here we are uh, five years later. So it's become a bit of a meme as some things in crypto tend to like, 18 months soon haha uh there you go bch space all right did the survey that quick that's that's how you know it's quick um 
and but apparently this is it this is it for real uh 14th to the 15th of september is the expected arrival time depending on the mining hash rate obviously it can be slightly uh faster or slightly slower and there's been a lot of hype about this it's been discussed on this show a few times uh as well too is this going to set ethereum up for a flipping of bdc because they've made this galaxy brain move and they've switched to proof of stake and all the tech all falls into place and the coin goes deflationary and it just rockets to the moon and they all get rich and they make all the BDC people salty and proof of work is a relic and nobody cares? Or is it going to be, okay, it switches on, either there's a disaster, some big tech bug, somebody finds a way that they have another DAO situation, somebody finds a way to exploit it, or are they just going to quietly get captured by Coinbase staking, you know, 30% of the ETH and uh, just falling in line with the government regs and censoring people from tornado.cash because otherwise the government's onto them. What What's your take? What's what's happening with the merge? Um, well, one thing I'm sure about it, if you have a graphics card that you want to sell, it's already too late, right? Just <laughs> uh, because, uh, which is good for PC gaming, you know, when this happens. Um, I'm not really convinced by um, proof of stake. I think it has a lot of issues uh, inherent to the design. I have to admit this is, it's definitely above my head exactly. Um, I've tried to look into it exactly the uh, uh, the models and outcomes, but I, I just can't see why it won't centralize the system. Um, and it doesn't actually help the core problem of Ethereum, which it doesn't scale. So it's still gonna cost lots of money. There's only a certain amount of processing that can be done in, in per block. So it's just lowering the cost of actually uh, the, the mining, um, right? Because it, that won't be existing anymore. But I don't think it gets rid of the inherent problem, but it creates its own problems onto it. So for me, this is throwing, I, I see this entire project now as, as throwing um, as a tip or, or a nod to the, uh, the, the green uh, thought process of proof of stake and the proof of work is, uh, you know, using a lot of energy uh, to, to just do bullshit equations. They don't really, you know, it's just, just to prove that they've done it um so i mean my, my my take on this and i'm not a big follower of ethereum i have some ethereum um but uh or rather some ethereum tokens actually because i i i would suggest to sell right now um and to see how things go i can't i can't see um ethereum really growing that much to be honest because of because of its inherent costs and issues um and, and regarding the flipping, I think this is also an interesting question because um, on the flip side, you know, Ethereum, how do we define the flipping? So it's just based on the market cap. And as Jeremy, we, we discussed this a few weeks ago about market cap. And uh, I, I was actually agreeing with you at first, but then I did the thought experiment with an extreme example. And I thought, actually, no, I don't agree with you uh, regarding how market cap is uh, is calculated. But what I what I can say is this, if you have two businesses and you have one business is worth X amount of money and has low revenues and you have another one, the subscription model has a lower value um, in, in its assets, but it's got a revenue model that's pulling in huge amounts more revenue every month or every day, that other business is worth a lot more. And that's Ethereum today. I think Ethereum's already flipped BTC. I haven't looked at the maths, but I think it's flipped it like quite a bit because it's doing so much more business. And it's, the, the fees it's collecting are so much higher 
that and as I said, the market cap, I'm not even convinced that that's a great metric to be basing it on. So um, yeah, uh, I think BTC is already already in second place. It's just most people don't realize it. Um, yeah, that's my take. <laughs> Can I hop in here just a second? Yeah, yeah. So you had mentioned like Ethereum is doing more real business, but like what what is real business in this situation? <laughs> when I say real business, okay, yeah. I mean, like real fees business, paid, I right? It's... It, it, <laughs> Well, fees it's, paid it's is got even kind of activity. Let's put it that way. Economic oh, absolutely. Activity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it, but I, this is, and this is the important point, and I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, and I think I should be more careful with the words I use because, yeah, real business. What is being actually used on Ethereum? Tokens. What are the tokens actually? That they they have no purpose. They're often centralized. This could be done on an SQL database. This could be done on Azure. This could be done on so many different services. There's no need for blockchain for this. And it costs a fortune. You know, when I move my tokens on Ethereum, I'm always like, (laughs) 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 which is why I'm not invested in Ethereum. Um, Or I have some tokens because I think, you know, I'm playing the game there a little bit, but I'm not convinced there. I don't think there is a real use right now. Yeah, it seems like, to me, a lot of the Ethereum crowd like forgot that reward points were perfectly acceptable and exactly. worked just fine. It worked just fine. Um, but now you can sell your reward points. Yeah, sure. But now your reward points can be blacklisted. So, you know, uh, what, what benefits are we really getting? It's just a casino. Um, it's a bit off point, but just to, also with the smart BCH thing. I think smart BCH for me, it was always a cherry on the cake, but I wasn't so enthused by it from that regard. Because I, I think Ethereum is an amazing development. And I do believe, um, you know, the future of finance will include spying and selling stocks 24-7. And it will be done on smart contracts, which essentially Ethereum paved the way for. But we're not seeing that today. What we're seeing is just mindless gambling. And it is zero sums. It's basically people passing off something else to someone else. And so, as someone at the it's end... negative sum, back, actually, because somebody's paying, the, everyone's paying fees to do it. Like Exactly. It's even worse than zero, uh, zero sum. So this is, yeah. So uh, with regarding the merge, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, at least in this case, you know, you're not wasting energy uh, for something that's essentially not real economic, uh, sorry, not real um, use. It's just, just trading pogs or trading stickers i don't know that will eventually be worthless um and i think that's fine but i think what's also quite interesting is a nice test balloon to basically see about uh, a proof of stake because my guessing is uh, over the next two to three years it will really become clear that it centralizes the ownership and because you're centralizing the ownership on proof of stake means you centralize the power of authority and, yeah, and it incentives. will really put some wind in the cells of proof of work so i think that this this will help Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, rather Bitcoin Cash, actually, because uh, coming back to Bitcoin and what I think is, is when it's really clear that Ethereum has flipped Bitcoin, then it loses the argument of store of value because then you, you know, you, um, uh, and it, kind of if you look at the increase, right, Ethereum, I haven't, haven't got that on my mind, but I'm pretty sure Ethereum has gone up a lot more as a percentage over the last two or three years, right? Yeah, yeah. It has been slowly grinding them out, slowly catching them up on the ratio, yeah. Loses, Bitcoin loses its narrative, but for something like Bitcoin Cash, I, I think that this is going to be a nice thing, but it will That's, take some time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the whole thing, the whole point about market cap is is really just that it is, it is the known metric and it's crude and has a lot of problems but it's also simple so everyone can agree on it and historically that's just the way it worked out so i agree with you in the sense that i think 
and I posted a while ago on Twitter, like a long time ago, that uh, when, for instance, when uh, BCH was expanding into the Caribbean most prominently, and there was that BTC guy in Samson Mao who said, uh, we're going to try and fix this. That's it. You've already, you're finished. You're, le- you're not the market leader if you're trying to interfere with other people's stuff. By definition, the market leader is leading. They're coming up with new and innovative uh, stuff, right? So they'd already dropped the ball a long time ago, but that reality becomes undeniable. I mean, there's a lot of rationalizing going on right now, but that that becomes undeniable once uh, ETH, is, ETH is at the top. And I think it just comes down to the merge on one hand, it, it's proof that the Ethereum devs are technically competent, and it does also show that the Ethereum community is innovating. But on the other hand, yeah, they kind of they think it's an advantage to be having this uh, environmentally friendly image. But I think it's it's actually subtly the opposite, which they don't understand. It it's more like we will bend to some sort of social narrative. So it's the exact opposite of of like BCH and BDC, which is like, fuck you, we're doing our thing. You can't move us off it. And being a bit more like, we're trying to be socially constant. Well, what if the current thing is something else next year? Are they going to be the coin that jumps on that? Like, you just look weak. Well, I would also think like, think about who would be pushing what narratives. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously the banks are pushing for a CBDC, but do you think there'll be a stopgap where they might use Ethereum tokens and they'll be like, well, we would rather this than BTC because it is more environmentally friendly and then Ethereum rockets because, well, these banks are using this thing now. Like, of course, this is complete speculation, but... Oh, I yeah. That's, it's, uh... I definitely, I definitely, I would put money, actually, um, that uh, certainly in the West, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine in... Uh, in uh, Russia or China, but in the West, I think that they'll test run CBDCs on on uh, blockchains, whether it's Ethereum or not. I I don't know, but I think um, that definitely if they're not already doing that, um, and it, I mean, it wouldn't even surprise me. This is why we need to be careful. I think with um, uh, privacy, uh, loss of privacy things, you know, like uh, Tornado.cash and uh, you know, cash fusion, is because also I think you know something like Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. If we weren't to have privacy features built in somewhere, then actually Bitcoin Cash could become a, uh, essentially a CBDC, right? Because if, they could, if, if there was no way of hiding anonymity, um, then they could be using that to really trace all the purchases. Um, and I think this is something also should be, you know, be, be very, very wary of and, and make sure um, um, that we stay vigilant there and, and don't give any leeway <laughs> with, with regards to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, and interesting, you know, just to me that neither you or Jet have said anything about technical issues. Of course, that's the million dollar question. And we're going to know fairly soon afterwards. Do you think, like, personally, I think that the chances they have a technical bug, they screwed up in the code somewhere, maybe like 10% or a little bit less. Uh, I think probably chances are pretty Open good. Open at 100%, which is how big will the bug be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's a fair call. Like, But not like on the day of release. I, I think in the long run, there'll be somebody will figure out some kind of an exploit. Yeah, one way or another, that's probably going to happen. But uh, in, the, in the sense of on launch day, is the whole thing going to just fuck up and go down and they're going to be in a panic? 
I don't think so. But that would be like the BDC dream <laughs> if that happens. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and I hope it doesn't happen, uh, to be honest. I hope um, not just because I, I do believe that the future will have a, several very large cryptos that are all working nicely. And I'm not convinced by um, uh, proof of stake. But what I do think is that to prove my thought of, uh, of decentralization, which is it's not just my thought, right? It's just a general, you know, that's why we are proof of work fans. Um, to prove that proof of stake does centralize um, the, the wealth and therefore then the authority of, an, of a, a system, it has to survive because Ethereum, all the eyes will be watching on it. If it's, you know, like Solana or anything, hey, that's centralized anyway, don't, that doesn't matter. But if it happens to Ethereum and when it happens to Ethereum, I think it will really be the, such a, a, a great advert for proof of work. And if it just fails, that doesn't, doesn't it's not proof of uh, stake that was the issue. Yeah. It was just the, uh, yeah, it was badly coded or, you know, there was some unforeseen thing that was going wrong. So I really hope it's a success. Um, and my guessing is I would hope that, that you know, Ethereum is so massive that they would have been testing this. So many really clever minds would have been testing this quite a lot. So I think the chance it'll be a catastrophe is is low. I wouldn't bet on that. But uh, I'm sure there'll be some interesting bugs that pop up there. Yeah. Okay. So next thing, speaking of Tornado.cash, we've got Canada bringing in some new crypto regulations uh, in nine provinces, I think it was. They, these new rules that if you live in Ontario, Ontario, I don't know, Chet can, can correct my pronunciation. Ontario. Ontario. Uh, the, you can only buy 30 grand to 30,000. I assume this is 30,000 Canadian dollars, not US dollars, in yeah. crypto per year with an except. So, total uh, across all your coins, you can only buy up to 30 grand per year, but with an exception. For Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and you know it and love it, Bitcoin Cash as well, too. So, people, this caused a lot of salt, to be honest, because a lot of the people who were in crypto were already upset. Like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Why is there arbitrary like limits on buying crypto? That already is, you know, giving people the shits in terms of this is just another way of the you know, the government having all the upside and none of the downside, right? Is they're just locking you out of this. And like people like crypto, I think a bit more than like stocks because they can, it is a bit less regulated. It is a bit more just fly by the seat of your pants, do whatever you want kind of thing. I think people like that about it. So whenever this stuff happens, that, uh, that really causes uh, grief for people. But it also specifically created so much salt about Bitcoin Cash being on this list of four. Litecoin got ignored. Nobody had any qualms about Litecoin, uh, really. I've got a, a tweet here from Ryan Sean Adams, who's one of the guys who does bank lists. He's actually a pretty, pretty smart guy, but he just was so salty about this. He tweeted, uh, knew if you live in Ontario, you can only buy 30K in crypto per year and the exceptions are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash are perfectly safe. Regulator knows best. I grew up in Ontario, family lives there with laws like this. I can't go back. So, I mean, I agree with him that it's ridiculous to be having this thing, but side shots at Bitcoin Cash is just so unnecessary. Uh, I don't know why he's got it out uh, for us and all these people, all these commenters were just like, oh, what is this? Bitcoin Cash, the regulators don't know what's going on. 
why is that on the list of safe coins? And it's just very ironic for Ethereum people, especially to be taking issue with it, because for the longest time it was, oh, Bitcoin are the top dogs and they think everything's a shit coin. We're Ethereum, we're the cool ones that are cool with all the rest of the coins. But as they're now trying to move up into number one, they're getting to the, they're becoming the same way, right? Which is like, they can't really deny that Bitcoin's relevant. So that, okay, that's in. And then we're relevant, but then now they're trying to just shove off the competition as they're, they're not as relevant. But it's not, that, it's not that the regulators are stupid. It's not an accident that of the coins on PayPal, in these regulations, in almost any crypto service, you'll always, if that's the four, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, and uh, Ethereum. Why? The first three, because they're proof of work. Uh, the the Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash because they weren't pre-mined. All four of them because they've been around forever, and because they have a lot of real users. A lot of other chains they might have a bigger community in quotes, but when it comes down to real people that are actually sitting in government offices or in surveys that they do to determine what do people actually care about, nobody gives a crap about those coins, right? But Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Ethereum, that's that's they've got real real communities such as it was so i don't know that was that was my thoughts what do you, what do you think finish yeah i'm not really sure i mean with the quote from ryan I, i'm not sure exactly what he his intentions were what i would imagine is um if i was to think in good faith and there's no reason i, I don't know ryan so uh there's no reason not to is is probably to do with the price you know um bitcoin cash has lost what 95 percent of its value from last year or something I was there holding, uh, I wouldn't sell at 1,500, I certainly wasn't selling at 100. And that's what I'm thinking of. Um, so which is, I think a perfectly fair argument. And I think it's just highlighting the um, the ridiculous of the of the law, if, there, is it, if it's aimed at protecting people's investment, well, Bitcoin Cash wouldn't be a great example, right, of the last, uh, of the last year. Um, I think this law is absolutely diabolical, you know, to put it frankly, I think, and this is why I'm part of the Bitcoin Cash community, and this is why I, I feel the fight is very real. Uh, I'm quite open with my, my political stances. I'm very strong left wing on certain points. I'm very strong right wing on other points. Um, and I'm basically, um, and, and so I, I don't want a world, um, I really just don't want a world where it's it's pure capitalism. And, and if your parents are crap, bags and they and you didn't save any money for you that you get a shitty education that's not the world i want to live in um and so for example me and me and roger maybe have some different uh, ideologies there but the outcome is the same what we want and but what i really believe is absolutely fundamentally wrong is the fact that you earn money which you're taxed on but it's not your money you know i saying that you can only spend Thirty thousand on these four is disgusting you know why why not why can't i invest everything into something whether it's gold, whether it's silver, whether it's crack cocaine, you know, at the end of the day, that's my money. I can spend it on what I want. And who is this protecting? Is this designed to protect the person? Um, you know, if that was the case, and I think that's maybe what rhyme is minimal. Why then is Litecoin and Bitcoin cash there, which, you know, over the last year haven't been great performers. If you'd invested into them, you'd have lost a lot of your, your wealth, which is, I have to admit as well, it, it, it it's nice, of course, to see Bitcoin Cash on this list. And, um, you know, I'm someone that thinks I don't I don't think we have to be working a government against government. Uh, I don't think that at all. But at the same time, if the values of a government in a particular country and the values of Bitcoin Cash cross, then you have to stick to the values of Bitcoin Cash. Otherwise, it's all it's all for nothing. But what I think is it's a little it makes me a little bit start questioning, actually. Ooh, 
is BTC, is Ethereum, is Litecoin, is Bitcoin Cash on co-opted? Is this a government project? I have to admit, when I see this, it starts making me rather question uh, the project, which is again, which is why I say I stress, you know, things like cash fusion, things uh, that allow for privacy are so essential because if, if I think if we were to lose these, it would make me very, very nervous about any cryptocurrency. Um, but yes, I mean, if I was living in Canada right now, I would be on the streets protesting um, and, against this. And, uh, uh, you know, I see it as, as a positive thing, maybe for Bitcoin Cash, but I would say I would rather not have this. I would rather have everyone in uh, Canada can put their money in whatever they want to and invest in any cryptocurrency that they, they choose. Jet, what's your take? What's the what's the vibe on the ground here? Okay, so first off, there's no vibe on the ground. No one, at least in the province of New Brunswick, gives a fuck. They didn't even hear this news. But I do want to comment a couple things in kind of in response to, to Fiendish. Um, well, you too, Jeremy. You're both giving way too much credit to the regulators in this case. I can, I would bet 1,000 Canadian pesos... <laughs> that the regulators went to the closest cryptocurrency ATM, saw the four coins that they offered and was like, good enough. They don't need any of this other shit. Like, they didn't... Okay. But that's not an accident, right? That's my point. They did, Even if they made the decision in that stupid way, it wasn't an accident that those were the four coins on the ATM or wherever they looked, right? Uh... It was not necessarily an accident, but it was laziness. Like, those ATMs haven't updated since 2017. They don't give a shit. Well, some of them, I guess. I don't know. The largest uh, ATM company in Canada has not updated since 2017. And I remember even when there was the eCash fork, I sent them, they have a, like, contact us text message. And I went back and forth with them for three days being like, hey, you're, you're listing this as uh like i think it was bitcoin abc or something like that and they're not even part of the project anymore and they were like okay we'll look into it i'm pretty sure i could go back down to the eight it's like 25 minute walk away they would still say bitcoin abc like they don't give a shit they get the same uh i don't think the atm market here has actually expanded at all i don't think canada as a country gives a fuck about crypto i think this is like ah we got to give them something they went to the atm they saw the first four and they're like good enough um but also (laughs) fiendish if you were protesting this they'd freeze you out of your bank account so like which i would also be then going on at a certain point and and really i'm I'm glad i live in a country about guns and i'm really not a gun fanatic at all but i i finally understand the second amendment since the covid thing because it's it's if you protest something and they freeze your account, this is the point when the government needs to be removed. Because for me, that is, that's the quintessential point of a democracy, right? That you, you disagree with your government and you can protest that in a peaceful manner. Yeah, it wasn't even that they froze your account. They also, they also made it so that anyone who donated money to you, despite the fact that you were like potentially homeless then and there was abetting a criminal like aiding and abetting a criminal that's so fucking wild to me it's insane and the fact that the canadian people are not in riots about this or certainly not what i've read about is well they were for a while that's that was (laughs) that was the thing it was partying it wasn't riots it was hot tubs outside of parliament like 
Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, for me, this this is, I mean, this is, again, this is why I'm here, because things are getting weird. Um, were they always this weird? Maybe it was, but it's just the rug wasn't, or the curtain wasn't drawn back. And uh, during COVID, the curtain's really been pulled back. But I also have a feeling like there are so many of these young liberals. I, I would consider myself, if I was to describe myself, I would say I was a classical liberal, but the word liberal today doesn't mean anything. Liberal basically means you're a fascist. You basically have to think the same as me or, <laughs> or you're going to be banned or, or whatever. And I see these, these young liberals, like people like Macron or Trudeau, and I think, how did it go so wrong? These are supposed to be the coolest guys, the coolest cats. And and I think, you know, Justin Trudeau is, he is someone that it will lead or has led Canada into an autocracy. I mean, I, I how, how could it be argued that it's, it's a, a liberal democracy today? It's really shocking. So I hope you're right, Jet. And, and, and it does give me some hope um, that, but, but I, I also, what I fear is there is an ongoing um, assault on so many civil liberties it's going on in so many countries and it's scary in germany i could go on for really a whole episode just on that but in australia it's happening in uk it sort of dodged a bullet because boris johnson was so incapable of, of holding exactly. his line that he fucked everything up according to the world order and so had to throw all the covid doors out of in the bin which is fantastic you know so um success through failure uh for the for the british folk but you know it's happening all around the world and what I see is, is when you make a restriction such as this, it might, you know, you might be right. And I hope you're right. But it could also be part of a much cleverer plan. You, look at all these cu currencies. You've only got four in there. And one is about to be proof of stake. You then bam, proof of work. You have one currency yeah, to invest yeah. in. And, and, and so I, I'm a bit more where I, I, in the past, I was like you, Jet, and I thought the government was completely inept. And now I'm really worried the government is insanely effective and they're really effective at looking at it. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I would say, I, I, sorry, yeah, go, on. go on. I'm like, I'm hyped about this. Like, so, so I think the people that are effective in government are not directly in government. They're the advisors, the counselors, the whoever. Yeah. Um, the last thing I, I like that's on my mind that I want to, I really want to get out is with laws like this, I can't go back, is the dumbest fucking take I have heard since COVID. You're mad because they're like, oh, you can spend $30,000. I was frozen out of my bank account for a month and a half for dealing with cryptocurrency, and you're mad that you actually get approval from the government? This is this is a weak sauce, man. This is a weak take. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I mean, that, and I think that's something that the these uh, bankless guys i do watch some of their content i do like them i think they're they're doing uh, good stuff but when i came back to crypto and i found you know a, a bit of a gap between 2018 to 2020 and i came back i thought what's going on and i watched those guys show because it seemed to be the the hype thing and i was like what is this i don't remember any of this there it was tokens speculation galore there was kind of a bit of oh we're the cool guys on the frontier there's a bit of that but there's also like it's not that crypto anarchist once you drill into it a bit it's it's pretty it's a stiff breeze would kind of wash away a lot of their sort of credibility on you know fighting the state and 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 whatever so yeah i think you've got to you've got to take it with a grain of salt really but i mean i'd, I'd rather have them on our team than not that's for sure but uh, on the other hand, I think they're going to be looking around 
wondering what's going on once you know there's a bit of resurgence of uh bch or you know monero or whatever or or the crackdowns comes in and suddenly ethereum on-chain tokens is not really helping them out that much like um yeah a lot of motivated reasoning definitely goes on on their show i'd say but what anyway is, uh, go with, on, with go this on. point as well if anyone out there really thinks they're not not going to be having an issue with the government over the next five years if you're really into privacy then you're kidding yourself Unless you're going to be moving to, I don't know, some tax-free island somewhere. But even there, I'm not really 100% sure it's going to be problem-free. I, I really think that the chance anyone is into privacy on any level is going to be coming up against the government at a certain point. So I think the sooner you get used to that, if you really believe in it, then the sooner you accept that, the, the better things will be. I hope it doesn't come to that. So, you know, I want an easy life. I have a family, I have kids, and I would just want a, a nice life. But at the same time, I've, I've put my line in the sand, and uh, I think that privacy is a right. And so, I'll be there. I won't be. I won't be hiding. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> but yeah. there you go. <laughs> there, there we go. So some of this salt uh, and uh, B Chad, B A Chad uh, says in the chat that. Um, what's his name bitboy was apparently salty about bch and ltz making the list so that's just another classic case of his whole show is shilling the cornucopia of coins as to how they're all great and being anti bbc maxi and stuff that's his whole shtick and then you know but bch cannot be allowed to succeed uh in his mind no doubt but then this salt spilled out even further uh, onto Reddit, uh, very ironically, somebody made a number one post on our cryptocurrency, which has long been a, a anti-BCH uh, place, saying, uh, "Bcash." Let me let me just zoom in a bit and read what's the actual headline here. Oh, I got you if you want. Oh yeah, what does it say? Can you read it out? A BCH Bcash is a total shit coin, and Canada regulators, including this among top four coins, while imposing limits on other coins, show how regulators are clueless about crypto. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, then he had a long post, which basically boiled down to the price has gone down at BCH, therefore the regulators are like wrong or, or whatever. And usually two or three years ago, certainly five years ago, you would have seen a lot of agreement in the in the comments. This is the second biggest it might even be the biggest by now crypto sub and uh you know that's what you would expect but instead the opposite happened and all these people came out of the woodwork i mean once the bch community came in they sort of piled in but a lot of people who were just sort of neutral on the fence were like what do you mean the price is all that matters like this was the first time i've ever seen anybody get a bit of momentum going with guys it's supposed to be about a currency and a revolution and all that and not whether your price went up or down. And if you can't see that, you're an idiot. And I thought this was just amazing to see because things have gone further than I expected in terms of BCH in specific getting a recognition, but just the general understanding that gambling on coins is not going to go on forever. Like everybody's had a bit of a run at that. And now they're maybe starting to get a bit bored of it. And uh, with all these topics that we're talking about the, the the crackdown is coming and people are maybe realizing wait a second we need to realign things a little bit so i don't know i i think the bch community should be willing to get in the mix of this kind of stuff and always have been for a long time like some people say okay well we should just do our own thing and it's important that we have a positive direction going 
But on the other hand, as well, if people are going to be bashing on us and whatever, you just got to get in there because there's no such thing as bad publicity. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my my take. But I'm glad to see things seemingly moving in the right direction. What do you think? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, and this goes back to the point I made about the dangers of being decentralized and the benefits of a CEO, because um, if if you had a CEO of Bitcoin Cash, you know, there's basically really just living the philosophy of what he would, what he would say is we don't give up on this philosophy and we, we stay with this. This is going to be cash. And that's the whole point of it. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, f- you know, flow into different things, into Ethereum, into smart BCH. You know, there's a lot of a lot of activity there, but um, it's all bullshit. You know, as we've already mentioned, it's a lot of stuff happening that's not needed. Um, it doesn't need a decentralized blockchain for. And a lot of people still say, you know, there's there's no benefit. That you've, um, I can read this in the papers. I read this. I hear people say this blockchain is is a is a solution looking for the problem and it's true it's really true you we you look at ethereum it's what, what's it what's it solving and bitcoin cash solves something the original bitcoin solves something it's uh and so you know there's all this noise and there's all these things going on and bitcoin cash has been the you know the uh uh just the, the kicking the kick dog uh especially on on uh, our cryptocurrency for years and it stuck to its guns. And I agree with you. Now that people are seeing the writings on the wall, think, things have changed so much over the last couple of years. But what the difference was under COVID was the price of Bitcoin went up loads. And that, of course, that took so much media attention. It took so much attention from people in, in crypto. Hey, look, the money's going up. And, and that's what it's all about. But as soon as that changes, then people then start asking the question, why the fuck am I here? I'm here for the money. I'm not making money. I'm losing money. Why am I here? What, what's this about? It doesn't serve a purpose. And so then they start asking the questions again and they start being a bit honest, more honest with themselves. And then they start realizing that actually, Jesus, you know, either you then give up on crypto because it doesn't serve a purpose anymore or you actually cling on to it again. Well, what was the purpose? Why was this started? And Bitcoin started this all, right? This is why, why everything exists. And it was started to be an electronic cash system and Bitcoin cash continues doing that. So I think this is great. I love seeing a uh, positive uh, positivity about Bitcoin Cash. And what I would say for anyone watching this who's a big fan of Bitcoin Cash, um, I'm not a big fan now of Reddit with cryptocurrencies. And I don't think we should invest, uh, people should invest too much energy there. But when you do, do it uh, like how Ryan Giffen uh, did this with the someone who, who called Bcash shit or whatever, is do it in a, in a great spirit of good faith and can you know show people the way. Don't tell them they're wrong. Don't shit on them. Uh, because you're never going to win someone like this. So, you know, talk Bitcoin Cash up and talk up uh, the philosophy behind it. And that's fantastic. Do that. But uh, but if, you, if you're just going to go and write and put people down, you're going to do more damage to the community. I, that's my opinion. Um, definitely more damage than its benefits. Uh, so so be positive and and show people the way. And, and it's so great to see people doing this. And, you know, who knows? In In... Four or five years, it really could be the case that uh, even on our Bitcoin, that uh, <laughs> well, the that dam's going to break. About it. <laughs> that's right, the dam's going to break at some point, and it's just a matter of education. And that's just despite the just landslide of hate and uh, callouts, and uh, you know the price went down and Bcash and scam and all. Despite all of that, just the consistency of 
just plugging away at guys read the white paper what does the white paper say what was it all about let's think this through from first principles can you actually trade it is it making sense and you're starting you're seeing a lot of that bubbling up in these comments somebody saying you know somebody saying somebody said something about the white paper and then somebody else said oh yeah true i've never read the bch uh white paper like i wonder what it says and then somebody replied to them with mad upvotes like the the original bitcoin white paper is the bch white paper and then you know there was discussion with people being confused wait what is that you know what's going on? like and you know people hadn't read it or didn't know the history or whatever and that's how they find all the all the backstory and that's just a one-way process you know of just millions of people like flooding in they're just getting it skin deep and then slowly just digging down into the deeper layers and eventually that critical mass of people understands the kind of foundation and yeah bch gets a lot of reps from people who are just like well they, they're not doing it. they just stuck to their guns guys like you can't can't be hating too much on that so good to exactly. see and yeah we just gotta just gotta stick at it all right next thing is the bitcoin cash conference i know you're a huge uh fan of this i've been getting more and more excited so uh there was some sort of announcements about it earlier and all that but then i said look it's uh the organization has changed we're gonna have to follow this up later well this is it it's later and it is actually i think locked in and going ahead I hope so because I've I've bought my plane ticket. November the twelfth <laughs> and thirteenth in yes. Saint Kitts. It's going to be the first major in-person meetup for Bitcoin Cash since the Bitcoin Cash City Conference in two thousand and nineteen, which I, I wasn't there for. I wasn't even in Australia at that time or really following Bitcoin Cash. But all the videos are there. You can look on YouTube uh, if anybody's interested in that. There were some great talks from it. Honestly, there were some really really great ones. Um, but apparently also a lot of great projects and things like BCHN, who are the, uh, you know, the most popular node implementation, like apparently those guys connected or whatever at that uh, conference. And I think this, I can see that this event could be, I don't want to say a turning point, but a huge boost because once you just getting everybody in the same room, together the potential for ideas to formulate or new uh, partnerships to start up or whatever is just massive and i think anybody who is in bch especially anybody it's a very high proof of work thing ironically to fly somewhere take a couple weeks off work or whatever you know pay for your flights and hotels and come along just for bitcoin cash all of that stuff means that yeah you're just getting a lot of people who are committed who are serious about this in the same place and i can see tons of great stuff coming out not to mention the fact that you know on the ground adoption should hopefully benefit a lot from suddenly all these people coming in all the locals will see holy cow look at how much tourism loads of local shopkeepers and stuff like making money and then if they're able to spend it back into their local economy it just creates a big uh boost and kind of validates the concept to the locals and maybe wins over some that aren't uh, as convinced about it and i will say that the vaccine covid testing requirements have all been totally dropped so if that's relevant to you like it is to me then uh you you got the all clear there um so you know seriously think through this and then there's also sort of the wild card element of potentially legal tender uh playing into it which yeah i know you were you were saying you know it's one of the 
I, I'm excited for that, but I, I'm less, less, I think that's less of a point to it. I think getting everyone together is the, the biggest part, but I can see how that plays into it. Uh, your thoughts on this conference? Yeah, I have to be careful uh, what I say. So I'm, I have quite a um, lot of contact with Sunny and was involved in quite a lot of um, the preparation leading up to this, uh, but uh, not, not to be taken incorrectly, uh, this uh, in its final form, this is very much the work of uh, Sunny Gahani. Uh, so Sunny, if you're watching, thanks so much for putting this all together and making it happen. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've already seen who the, the speaker list is. And uh, as far as I'm aware, there's quite a few speakers that haven't been publicly announced yet, but it's exciting. It's going to be so amazing. If, uh, if anyone's on the edge of, the, of buying a ticket, just do it. This is happening. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we're too far down the rabbit hole now to cancel. Um, and it's, it's going to be amazing. So I'm a, the reason why I'm in Bitcoin Cash uh, so present is because I saw over the last, since uh, 2020, I've seen quite a few things start up and fizzle out and a lack of a direction, a lack of networking in the community. Um, too many people working in silos. Everyone's just working in their own little bubble, which makes sense from a decentralized point of view. It doesn't make sense from actually getting anything done. Um, and I think this is, as you say, it's a fantastic opportunity to network, to put everyone together in the same room, to pair up entrepreneurs with builders or developers, uh, with investors. And, uh, and that's what happened in 2019. As far as I understand, even general protocols um, was, was established here. Um, I know that uh, John Neer is also involved in, uh, in um, uh, screening um, the presentations that were going on on the stage. And so this is a fantastic opportunity for all those people. You know, I'd love to see, I hope Aaron is uh, going to be coming. Uh, uh, you know, he's, he's building this great hardware that's being used um, for Bitcoin Cash. And um, he's just basically, he needs to be pairing up with maybe someone who's got the finances to back the project and bring it up and help scale it up uh, to where it needs to be. And this is where it can happen. Um, so anyone that's, you know, got any business interest in blockchain and Bitcoin Cash is, uh, that you should be here. Okay. If I, the plane tickets are extraordinary. That's, that's true. And this is something I warned Sonny, you know, weighing up the pros and cons of doing it this year relative to next year. If we do it this year, the plane costs are going to be pretty high because we've only got a couple of months before the conference. And for myself, it was also a real bit pain in the ass uh, to, to get there. But I weighed up the pros and cons and it's like, well, this is, this is huge. Um, this is the first time since 2019 everyone gets together and there's going to be a lot of, a lot of amazing people there. Um, and Sonny, what Sonny's got planned, he, this, really this guy, he, he is going to be putting on a show. Anyone that goes there, everyone that goes there, it's going to leave smiling. Um, you know, even the, the goodie bag that everyone's getting at the end. Uh, I've already, uh, actually, I've got my goodie bags coming a bit sooner. It's being shipped to Germany as we speak. Um, it's, it's designed to basically make people feel really good, really proud to be part of this community and to send a, a, a great image about Bitcoin Cash uh, to, the, to, the, to the islanders, to the natives, and to, to everyone that's invited there. And with regards to legal tender, now, um, I don't want to jinx this, but uh, I've, I've seen uh, and heard of some of the developments that are happening in preparation for this, and it's really huge. So I see this as 
as absolutely the domino. And I think it is, um, if you consider the first domino was creating of Bitcoin, then the second domino for Bitcoin Cash is becoming a legal tender. Because by becoming legal tender, it uh, changes the legal status of that currency. Of, it, well, it turns it into a currency, actually, in, in many countries, which means it's handled differently. Now, whether you're for the government or against the government, if you change legal status of something to be able to be accepted and to be not taxed, etc., that's a good thing. You know, it gets a higher status. It has more people that use it have more rights. Um, and uh, so uh, having a conference tied with that, I think, is a huge thing. Um, um, going, you know, essentially people that are going, could, we could be part of making history. So going for an amazing conference where we get to network, we get to meet people, we get to have, a, um, you know, build lifelong relationships with people. You know, meeting on webcam is great. It's, it's better, than, better than not having that, but meeting in person, that's a totally different thing. So we get all that, but then also being able to spend Bitcoin cash uh, in, in, a, in a, a country, the first country in the world that accepts Bitcoin Cash legally. And for anyone that's out there, what, what, you know, what's the difference? I can go to St. Kitts now and I can spend Bitcoin Cash and that's fine. I can buy stuff in a, in a shop and it's fine. Yeah, but how does the merchant pay their tax if they want to do things by the books? And, you know, pe pe not everyone's against tax. People are, um, you know, I I'm personally fine with paying tax uh, as long as I, my tax money is well spent. But how do they pay the tax? Well, they swap the Bitcoin cash out into a stable coin or they actually not even one we're talking about, even a stable coin wouldn't be accepted. They have to cash it out to fiat and they have to pay the government in fiat. That comes with a lot of risks uh, to the merchant. Maybe they cash out at the wrong time or maybe, they're, maybe they cash out too late and then they're actually being taxed on, on a loss. So that's, that's one problem. But the other problem is, is that people are cashing out Bitcoin cash. We don't want that, right? We want people to to accept Bitcoin Cash, to hold Bitcoin Cash. And if they want to pay their fair share of taxes, what's considered in that land, then they can do that. And it stays in Bitcoin Cash. So it ends up helping with the closed loop economy. So I see this as a really massive thing. Uh, and, uh, and if it starts up in one country, it's that the blueprint, a legal blueprint that can be used in, um, in St. Martin and in, in Antigua and so on, uh, like a bowling ball going into uh, all the way into Florida. Which will be yeah. Fun. So yes, I'm really excited by the Bitcoin Cash conference, and I'm so glad you're going, Jeremy. Uh, really, <laughs> be fantastic to meet you in person. We're gonna have an absolutely fantastic time, and uh, with Sunny there and many others. I know Bitcoin Jason is going. Uh, um, Chris is going. Um, Roger Bear will be there. As um, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be really fantastic. What is a shame? There's a there's a Bitcoin Cash developer, Jason Drazen. <laughs> I think everyone here should know. He's uh, kind of the rock star. He's on the Bitcoin Cash Hangout, actually, on the 28th uh, to join to talk about uh, cash tokens and JDEX. Unfortunately, he's let me know that he is engaged and won't be able to come, which is so sad. We'd love to, you to be there, uh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, as many people as we can can get, because I can just, I can very clearly in my mind see that maybe we have a moment where, you know, on the second day or whatever you just get a photo of everyone being like hell yeah bitcoin cash and that just becomes like the photo in five years where everyone's like that was when it like all like clicked together and kicked off like i can sort of see see the potential for that moment not that that's like 100 guaranteed to happen or anything but this is what these kind of 
conferences and, and physical Jeremy. meetups. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like you're saying about we're like all being like a company, you know, companies do this as well too. You know, they pay exorbitant amounts of money to fly in all these employees from all around the world and stuff like that, get them all in the same room for a couple of days. Why? Because it's super fucking effective uh, when you just get all the people to, together like that. It just kicks things off uh, so much, so much faster. And yeah, I was like, wow, okay, definitely is expensive i did have to shop around a bit to get some uh nice flights and everything but on the other hand like you said this is potential to be there for a you know history in the making so what 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 price can you put on that uh, exactly jet are you gonna be there well here's my thing uh at the cost it takes for me to be out there for three days it is not worth it for me. It would take a month of my labor at the company I'm employed at to be out there. So I hear this hype and I'm so excited for it. Like, I wish I could be there. So mm. if you can chill me on the thing that puts me over that tipping point, then that's great. But like right now, it's like, well, it, it it's like a risk to my job to go. Plus, I'm spending a month of work uh, of income to go. It's like if it, you're risking your job, Jet. I'm not going to say anything to put you more risk of losing, you know, your job. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'd totally shill you to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to risk their their jobs to come out. I think this is going to be massive, and I think that anyone in the Bitcoin Cash community um is being there is going to help you is going to help your career is going to help um, well okay building hold on. the networking t- so that- if if it'll help my career because like the whole reason i don't know if you were i don't think you were around at the time the entire reason why i'm a developer now is because the community funded me to go to school and the whole end goal for me was to end up working with bitcoin cash like either uh product development or just maintenance or something but knowing that we had this brain drain and we needed more developers and I wasn't technical enough at the time, uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to put that work in and make that effort. And now it's like I have this developer job, but it's been less than a year of experience. So, well, I think me being there could do, you know, a massive amount in terms of like network. It is that proof of work, like it is sacrificing so much. Um but it's like, would it take five years to get a return? Like, I'm already involved in Bitcoin Cash, guys. I need quicker returns than, you know, 15 years. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, I'm, think, I'm I also think it's rude for me to be like, I'm going here expecting that I'm going to get something out of it, right? So I, I, I'd like to be able to go in there with a clear mind thinking I have something, you know, to contribute and I'm doing that, you know, ideally on my own dime like being there because i want to be and i have that uh i have the the time and ability to sacrifice what it takes to be there um but i don't think at the moment that's that's in the cards for me yeah yeah okay well we'll we'll, we'll see about that maybe maybe something we can do about that but uh yeah it's gonna be everybody should be uh, assessing their own situation i mean i'm hyping it up a lot now and i'm getting excited about it too because now I'm, now i'm bought in but that you know it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good but don't you know sell your your second child to to get exactly because it, it goes against what we we're saying at the start about just being conservative play it within your limits and exactly don't bet the house on it you know if it was just about money i'd say definitely just go what are you talking about do it 
um, because a month's salary to be um, meeting all of these amazing people and massive backers of Bitcoin Cash. Um, you know, I'm not someone that's starstruck by billionaires. I couldn't give a, a damn if you have a billion or a pound in your pocket, right? But at the same time, you know, when you have the chance of meeting, you know, the owner of Bitcoin.com or you get the chance of meeting great developers like Chris Troutner um, or just, you know, the, the, the merchant adopters such as uh, Ryan or Sunny. It's just, you know, for, for, for great connections. But um, what I what I can say, though, uh, Jet, is for me, my the way that I, I visit, uh, visit and visit. Shit, sorry, it's late and uh, uh, English is now going out the window. Is what I what I'd love to see with this uh, conference is this to be an annual thing. So we are in a um, decentralized society, and everyone can do a conference whenever they want, and that's fine. What I think is, if if we have a conference, uh, four conferences a year, then people are going to have to split to choose. Well, am I going to go to this one, or, or am I going to go to this one? And the idea of networking is everyone who's anyone should be there, and and everyone else, you know, basically we can have everyone in the conference. That's going to be so much more impactful. And um, so if you can't turn up to this one, you know, I'm pretty sure there's going to be one in either St. Martin or, you know, I know Jason would love to do one in Townsville next year as well. And what I'm, I'm working with these is like to say, okay, let's, let's do this and let's try and keep it to, to one really, really spectacular one per year uh, with then the, the smaller meetups, whatever in between. And so if you can't make it this year, I'm sure... Uh, sure we'll be able to see each other next time but if you know if you can be there if you can come um i'm i'm pretty sure it will it will be worth anyone's time uh, who wants to be working deeper within a bitcoin cash and opportunities like this don't come up uh every day the last time was 2000 not once per three years yeah <laughs> and we got to do better than that with it right i mean that okay covid it was very difficult but that's a long time without meeting up uh, in, yeah yeah I, I think that that honestly is something that eats at me. Like, it would have been cheaper for me to go to Townsville, and I didn't then because I wasn't, I, I was working a minimum wage job at that point. So there's no way in hell that was possible. And like, like Chris and you name, and I think Max and, and Monica, if she's going, I've known those and Cheap Lightning, I've known for five years, almost six years now. Like, I want to actually meet these guys and give them a hug and be like, you know, you've been fantastic people. I think that these are people that I would, like, enjoy in my uh, meat space life and, like, to share a drink with, right? And I think that's the thing, like, I think that it fundamentally is the thing that's getting to me the most. Like, I'd honestly be fine with losing my job. Uh, you got to meet CL in real life, well, yeah. I'm the same. <laughs> the, well, the, that mysterious cat, right? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to even uh, articulate it, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But I, yeah, I definitely... If, if, if it helps you if it helps you feel any better, um, so I've been tweaking CL's nipple to go quite hard, <laughs> and, and I've been using all the sort of guilt trips. You know what I mean? Telling him, hey, it's no problem. You can't come, man. Uh, but at the same time, you know, really in there. So if you're watching CL, you know I'm doing it. Yeah, he's uh, watching. And, and yeah, he's he, he is... He's looking for, for possibilities, but um, for him also, the... Uh, the costs are an issue, uh, and I know with general protocols, it's a real shame because they've already um, they've already sent out their guys and already wanting to fly out to um, Townsville. And I would really love to have John there. I mean, if imaginary username could be there too. You know, these guys are working on fantastic projects that are 
really important for Bitcoin Cash's future. I think any hedge um, reducing volatility uh, while still keeping your, um, uh, your, your Bitcoin Cash and not having to sell it, I think is really important. Um, and it, you know, the, I don't, whether these guys are coming, it doesn't look so great right now, which is, uh, um, but it, yeah, but I, as I said, I'm still there <laughs> tweaking away to see if I can change that because I want to be on a sat on a table uh, with CL, with uh, with John Neary, with uh, Roger Bear. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin Jason guys. says I would give to a flip starter, so that's that might be one. Uh one possibility but uh, oh, I, I can't do that like after like pay for my education and my travel guys like yeah, yeah. well <laughs> you're giving back on the on the show you know anyway that's all right we we, 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 we settle that aside that's a problem for another which, which day which was that but, uh, Bitcoin jason yeah yeah ah is he watching hey jason yeah, yeah. uh in the in the chat i didn't uh, link you up with the chat beforehand but anyway anyway it's all good all right got it we gotta we gotta we gotta move on uh we're on a we're on a timeline here so got uh bitcoin cash content so obviously yeah you run the bitcoin cash hangouts for anybody who doesn't know it's just kind of bi-weekly sunday afternoon uh it is usually for me european kind of time um show where it goes for about an hour and a half to as sort of similar to this show but in a very different way where it's on twitter it's just anybody can kind of participate uh there's usually a few kind of lined up people to to speak so it's not just uh nobody with you know opinions uh by default but then uh yeah you've been running that for about it's been a couple months now three of three or four months and it's been great i think it's been getting better and better to be honest uh and that's just practice uh and, and exposure to doing the the hosting role and having the choosing the right topics and having people uh enough like incentives to chip in at the right moment is a hard balance to strike that's not something i have to deal with right because i'm generally just dealing with one guest that i already know ahead of time you know is going to be good for it uh but just when you're having just anybody or you're having several people at once it can be even more difficult so yeah just tell me a bit about like why you started this how you think it's been going and and how you think it'll be for the future yeah so it started off um oh, i can't even remember the guy's name i think it's brian in the bitcoin that set up the bitcoin cash community on twitter um and i was a little bit unsure at the time what are the benefits of this and he was unsure too it's just basically hey, let's give this a try um to to try and build a community and get people together and i thought yeah I'm, I'm willing to help that anything to sort of help bitcoin cash um and and then i saw about the idea of spaces and i said hey you know should we run a, a spaces and just let people just come in and we can talk about bitcoin cash one evening and uh you know he thought that was also a good idea and um so i just just rolled with that and uh, set that up for one sunday and uh, to be quite honest, I was expecting maybe five, six people to just drop in. And I think probably because Roger Ver, he was there straight away. He was uh, he was literally waiting as I opened up the spaces. And uh, so I guess, you know, with his huge number of followers that uh, pinged up then on a lot of people's radar. And I can't remember the first first Bitcoin cash there. I think it was 2000 people or 3000 people ended up tuning into that, which was obviously a huge thing and i thought well you know that was that was a kind of a, a fun thing um and 
you know, could we build off that? Could we do something with that? Um, and so I just, can, you know, just thought, okay, let's continue with this um, and and do another one. And it was a sort of a similar experience. Maybe it wasn't quite as big as the first. I, I sent you the numbers with the people, but I, ca I can't remember that. Maybe 2,000 people, 1,800, something like that. Um, and I thought, hey, you know, there is something here. You know, there's something that can help make the community more interesting. You know, when I look online, there's not that amount, a huge amount of content for Bitcoin Cash. Whether you look on YouTube or you look on Twitter, we're quite low there. I mean, um, you know, your show is definitely one of the ones is a standout, uh, definitely. Um, but other than that, there isn't a huge amount of, of stuff there. And so, yeah, I thought, well, you know, how can we make this better? And what, what can we do to make this better? So, you know, I was thinking about it. I thought, well, every week is, it's, you know, it's... Uh, they're going to, it's going to be a bit thin. Um, and also if we just go on there and just talk uh, for two hours and just anyone talks about anything, it's going to get boring very quickly. People aren't going to tune into that. Um, the novelty will wear off very quickly. So I thought, you know, and I, what am I going to do? And so I, I came up with the idea of um, having, having invited guests on there. Actually the, the, the idea was sort of forced upon me actually, because people were asking to come on the, on the show, um, including CEOs of, uh, um exchanges i guess we should mention <laughs> um and and so on uh, and i thought that you know that was that was pretty cool um but it's obviously working over the time as you've seen is i um making small iterations to it um because having it so it's structured but it's still free enough i want you know people to be lively coming people coming on there to talk um about things about Bitcoin Cash and not just a few people talking about the things and a bit stale or just reading from a script or something like that. I wanted it to be more like a, a radio show where it's, you know, it's, it's live, there's action, it's focused enough to keep it interesting, uh, but allowing enough flexibility for anyone just to grab hold of that mic uh, and, and come on. I like the, in the first, like in the second, like in the third, um, third Bitcoin Cash hangout that we did. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really great, grateful for the feedback, Jeremy. I hope other people think the same thing that it's it's progressing, that it's becoming uh, it's becoming more tuned, it's becoming better, interesting. That is the point of it. Um, and I'm very much open for for suggestions um, about how to improve this. Um, with lessons lessons learned so far, what I what I think really works well is the debate. Um, you know, this is something that's quite new. I think we've done now two two shows with the debate features. We have a topic to to share our opinions about, and the idea is is to have not just we're all agreeing, but to have different opinions and counter opinions. And what we've seen is actually more interaction with this. You know, you, you yourself, Jeremy, you've been uh, been on there, and uh, Chris and CL and uh, Calisti, and this is something that excites me a lot. Is to try and we, we see this on Telegram with the Bitcoin Cash community. It's a little bit zero or one. It's basically that I think that there's been a bit of a victim mentality, which hasn't been that great. So you're either with this or you're you're attacking. Uh, and, and it's this possibility to talk about things and accept that there are different opinions and there are shades of gray. And that's OK. You know, it's, uh, and uh, so I think that's exciting. I hope it, it helps the Bitcoin Cash community grow, become a little bit more um multi-shaded and uh i'm very excited about doing this uh doing this further and uh yeah as you've written there was also 
you know, the fact that it was funded uh, relatively quickly uh, on Flipstarter, so one Bitcoin cash to fund for the hosting uh, for the next year shows that there is enough people out there. There's 24, if I remember, 26 donations um, uh, to, to fund that. So I think that, you know, it shows that there are enough people out there who are also finding it interesting and it makes it worthwhile doing uh, for myself. And also, Jeremy, a big sh shout out with Jeremy for anyone that's watching. Jeremy was actually the, uh, and Jets uh, were the first people that sponsored the Bitcoin Cash Hangouts and funded two glorious months of hosting on rss.com. And actually Jeremy was the person who pointed me towards that. And it seems to be, you know, quite, quite a good choice. You know, now it's available on all these different podcast streams and it does seem to be picking up listeners. Uh, so I imagine, you know, when, when we're in the next bull run, uh, that that will become a lot more interesting a lot more listened to so yeah thank you yeah, yeah that's exactly it uh, i think you know the bch uh, needs uh, many shades of green i thought you were gonna say you went with the gray, <laughs> yeah, but that would have been better huh? the different shades <laughs> of uh green and i think it's one thing that i just think that it's so important you know obviously i started this show and when you started doing your one i thought oh, look i've really got to try and help this in any way i can because the that's what makes a community right if you think about it at okay there's the peer-to-peer -peer network in terms of the technical infrastructure the nodes and then there's kind of the businesses and then there's a there's a community discussion layer right which we need to to build and uh and and create a circulating ideas and then obviously there's a physical layer to that like we're talking about with the conference right so having having those different venues where people are are chatting and exchanging ideas and and thinking that's magnetic to other people from outside if they think what is bitcoin cash and they look it up if there's already some content and they plug into it a little bit like you're saying you it's 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 important that it's consistent and it's also important that it's there when the hype starts it's similar to what we're talking about with the merchant adoption it doesn't need to be getting 10 million listeners overnight, just a, a few listeners here and there. As long as the format is improving, you know, with time and practice, you get get better at those things. And as long as it's not in danger of, you know, running out of money or motivation and shutting down, then it's just a matter of time until the wind's blowing in BCH's direction. And then, bam, a ton of people just surge into it. And that's a time-proven model in any cryptocurrency. But you've got to have those things... You can't start it, yeah, just at the moment when the hype is starting. It has to already have momentum and be rolling, and then the hype magnifies it. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm hoping is is that the vast variety of people that come onto the show um, really show the scope of Bitcoin Cash. So it's not just merchants or people, you know, shilling Bitcoin Cash, and that's all there is. You know, on the last show, there was Saki there from One Dot Surgery to talk about uh, his project. And, you know, people, you know, this is a, an orthopedic surgeon, for those that uh, don't know, who's set up this uh, site to help with uh, research um, to do with surgery in, in all the places in the world where people don't have access to that. And, and it just shows, you know, this isn't just about a libertarian's dream of avoiding taxes. It's so much bigger than that and so much more important than that. And I, you know, I think that that is hopefully something when people are tuning in, that they'll see this and will open up their eyes. All oh, this is not just about gambling. It's not just a casino. It's uh, it's so much deeper, so much more interesting. And, and what I'm hoping is, and what I believe is, is that uh, in the end, when people tune into that, they'll be much more attracted to Bitcoin Cash and then will much more likely to stay, 
even if price performance maybe isn't the greatest in the short term. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last few regular segments that we go. We've got community comment of the week comes from Wise Quote uh, this week, who had a just absolutely poetic uh, sounding quote on Reddit. Pfizer killer, who's just a FISA killer, I don't even know, who's just some troll that is always in there said, lol, yes, the world is pure evil and full of idiots, but Bitcoin cash will soon rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Exclamation, 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 you know, tons of sarcasm type of vibe. And wise quote said, no rising and no grand happenings, in my opinion. When you block a stream of water, it takes a while until the water reaches a critical mass. And once it does, it flows. It elegantly flows everywhere first, then shortly after it forms into a massive new river. So think of a river eventually breaking through mountains rather than a phoenix rising. You're just the rock here. Go on and stop water from flowing, you useless mass. <laughs> Hence why your block stream will miserably fail. So quite uh quite a a useless mass that can fit into rare insults you know but that gets to the heart of the matter and i just thought that's a beautiful metaphor for it and ironically the whole block stream thing you know it's such a uh, ironic name you can't you can't imagine any uh more of a where the bad guys name than that to be honest but uh that's exactly how it is right and that's where i think it is like the water in the dam where it just it builds up it builds up it builds up and if you're looking on the other side of the dam you don't notice anything and then even once it starts to spill over to the dam it doesn't seem like this it's just like okay there's a bit of water here and there but gravity and momentum you know takes its course and then suddenly it's it's all happening and the dam breaks right and I think that's how it's going to be with BCH. That's how it is with crypto. That's how it's with, with people waking up to all this government interference, all these these small things. So I just found this a very apt, uh, apt metaphor. I had to, had to bring yeah, it up. I think, I think it's, it's yeah very nicely written, uh, very funny. And people shouldn't forget um, in the world that, you know, or is it they said when computers are being built that they're, I can't remember who said it now, that there would only need to be five of them in the entire world. Um, and, you know, look where we are today and just how quickly things change. And I think with uh, the iPhone, when the iPhone came out, it was really uh, very critical. Uh, a lot of tech magazines I read in the UK were very critical of the iPhone. And what happened over the next few years was just insane. Every, you know, the every single phone company was copying this or they went bust they didn't exist or they, they exist in some form like Nokia, for example. And it happens so quickly. People forget how quickly that smartphone revolution happened. And Apple was not this releasing this thing. And everyone was just being like, wow, this is amazing. Really, actually, the tech news was really against this and it paved the way. So if you love Apple or hate Apple, it doesn't matter. The result is the same. And I think the same will happen with, with cryptocurrencies. Absolutely. We are um, I, I think it's dangerous to compare it with uh, the dot-com boom because um, history likes to, you know, it rhymes, right? But the, the time spans are always very different. And But but I definitely think that, uh, um, yeah, it will happen very, very quickly. Uh, and when it happens, it will be a bit, little bit unpredictable when it does happen. And I can see it happening with BTC. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, so it's a great quote. Um wise quote is uh I have great actually, name. I've never seen this person <laughs> on BTC. I've given them plenty of upvotes on Reddit, so they're definitely uh you know good good comment. Everyone can look out for that. A, a, a nice wise quote on our BTC. Okay, we got meme of the week. 
B, from uh, B Cashy, uh, who sent this <laughs> to me. I thought it was funny. It's uh, from The Matrix, one of my favorite uh, movies, if not possibly my favorite movie uh, of all time. And it's the scene where Morpheus takes him into the training program, but Neo thinks it's the real Matrix. So he's not really prepared that they're walking along the street, which is in Sydney, actually. Uh, and there's even a little com bank, uh, one, you know, the biggest bank in Australia. There's even a little sign of that. So even more crypto <laughs> flavor to it. But uh, he's walking down the street uh, with Morpheus explaining to him that everybody else in the Matrix could be a, an agent. And uh, he gets distracted because this uh, blonde babe walks past in a, in a red dress. Everyone else is in black. So it's, it's designed to be eye-catching. And then uh, Morpheus says, look, you got distracted by a girl. Look again. And it's uh, Agent Smith. Uh, and the point is kind of, yeah, you got to be alert at all times and not being uh, captured. So that's the that's the meme format. And the in this crypto case, it's labeled Neo is Ethereans. And then the uh, woman in the red dress is the merge number go up and flippening. So that's the distraction, the shiny object. And then the Bitcoin maxis, Morpheus saying, look again. And uh, Agent Smith pulling the gun at the end is regulatory capture. So it kind of comes to what we were saying before. So I just thought it was, you know, this this crypto back and forth is always very interesting to observe as everybody's kind of on the same team on Team Crypto. But then within Team Crypto, there's all this <laughs> poking and prodding at, at, at each other. And it's, you know, is the merge just a big shiny object that's going to lead them into into a bit of a disaster that they're not expecting. Well, we, we kind of talked through it, but I just had to put this one in there just because I love the Matrix so much. And it also occurred to me because I rewatched this scene that the woman in the red dress might be the most famous movie character to appear in under like four seconds of a film. <laughs> She's in like two shots, literally about two seconds of film, but super, super famous. So, uh, And it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies, which is why I haven't seen the most uh, the Matrix <laughs> I well, I, yeah i didn't know if i would recommend it i have and i was pretty underwhelmed it wasn't the worst thing ever but when you set the bar like that but the second and third matrix also just kind of sucked to be honest really the, yeah exactly that's why i thought the hey, first I, is just the league of its own exactly there's there's the first movie and then yeah that was it <laughs> anybody who has not seen the matrix rent it and watch it right now you just your mind will be melted and it's just the greatest thing ever. and it still it still looks amazing and stuff that's in retrospect people are not you know people are going to slowly sort of forget this as time goes on right but it's it was a 1999 movie and the special effects and stuff was like unreal uh level for the exactly, for the time that it was released, yeah, I mean, it set up a whole new movie standard. The whole bullet time thing uh, was yeah. uh, how it was done was set up by the Matrix. There's even games then based off. So it's like Max Payne, for example, was built off that. Um, so it's really, really huge. Uh, yeah, anyone that uh, that likes anything to do with reality and consciousness and whatnot, that Matrix is a great one. And and more recent one, sorry, just to completely change the subject. Yeah, yeah, movie recommendation session. Westworld uh, season okay. four. Wow. That's another one. Just go and watch Westworld. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> what, what, what was that? I said no spoilers, you son of a bitch. No spoilers. I've... Yeah, no spoilers. Oh. I'm not giving any spoilers, but uh, Westworld season four, the last season, gets really bad reviews, and uh, I, I, people obviously don't get it. Oh, is it completely? Yeah. There you go. 
Is it out? Is, yeah. it, is it all done? Yeah, it must it's be all done. done. It's out. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I've been waiting for that. I've been automatically downloading. It's only like seven episodes or something then? It's, I thought it was, yeah, maybe. Okay, seven, I was expecting more. Six. Yeah, but it's, um, whatever it is, the last one is out. And uh, wow, um, basically it took literally until the last few seconds for me to go, oh, wow, okay, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Do you know uh, the mental rug pull? Do you know the book that they reference all of the time? And like, I think they only overtly reference it in like the first or second season once. But do you know what that movie is like? Well, it's based off of an old show, I think, called West. Or yeah, you know, yeah, it's based off the book by Michael Crichton. Um, and uh, this is I've read a lot of his books uh, back when I was a, a as a young teenager. But they they went a lot. They went off piste, uh, but the, the Christopher Nolan, the, 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 he, I think he's experienced quite a lot of similar stuff in his uh, his life to me because there's a lot of the stuff that he delves into. It's I basically had some experience in my life. Where I was like I've gone down these rabbit holes, um, so uh, so I, I love I love his stuff. And season four wasn't a disappointment. That's what I can say. So I don't, I'm not going to say any more. Let's let's move to the move to the topic. <laughs> all right, next well, next hold topic. On, hold on. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Okay, so. I'm super pumped for season four, but real quick, uh, they reference in one of those first couple seasons a book by uh, Julian Haynes called The Origin of Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. Super long-winded okay. title, highly recommend it. I remember I yeah. stole it from my high school library when I was in like grade nine and it changed my life. Fantastic book. I, I think I've read it. I've I've read more stuff on the consciousness than I care to admit, and I'm pretty sure that um, that, that that rings a bell. And uh, yeah, that this is for me is such a deep deep rabbit hole. A lot of fun. Uh, this is one. Um, you know, Jared, if you if you do end up coming to the conference, we can definitely have a glass of red wine or something and and go down this tunnel. <laughs> All good. right, the the literature literature and film review uh, segment of this podcast will be. We'll be uh, starting up as a regular segment. We'll see in the survey if everyone goes in the survey. Oh man, I'm... <laughs> let's let's get <laughs> some more book recommendations. Let's do the movie reviewing. I do I do love uh, movies. My mom is huge into movies, so I love uh, love movies with her. It's great. We got anyway. All right. So last last slide message to the community. Just. Freestyle it, mate. What do people need to hear? Bitcoin Cash. What's the, what are we lacking? What's the, what's the missing piece? Yeah. Um, stop being the victim. There was a successful attack against Bitcoin. Get over it. The future is bright and focus on that future. Um, so making sure the history is, is known and preserved. It's great. It's fantastic. Do that, but don't be the victim. Um, take a leaf from Ryan Giffen's book. If someone talks down Bitcoin Cash, if someone calls it Bcash, don't be offended. Have a thicker skin, and either ignore it, or even better, is explain to them. Actually, maybe maybe uh, Bitcoin Cash isn't that bad, and uh, if they don't accept it, fine. But uh, don't be the victim. Um, I think the Bitcoin Cash community is quite clear if you look at the number of Twitters, um, the number of tweets, the, the social media uh, content. There's a lot of work to be done there in, in growing the community. And Jeremy, I think you do a great job at that. And I think there could be you know, more people joining into that. And the way to 
do that is make the community as attractive as possible. So how do you be attractive? Don't be the victim. We are, you know, uh, we will succeed. And we will succeed by being absolutely sure, you know, we are on the right path. And if other people can't see that, it's fine. They'll, they'll see it at some point. Um, and I really think, you know, with that, networking will help hugely. Meeting together, having some fun, drinking some drinks together, eating some food together and, and seeing each other in person, which is why, you know, pushing the Bitcoin Cash conference, but beyond that, we need to be meeting more often, whether it's in hackathons or it's in BCH meetups. Uh, it's a really important part of the community. Yes, we're decentralized. That doesn't mean we don't have to have no contact. If we keep on working in our little vacuum tubes, um, we'll, we'll get stuff done a lot slower than if we work together. And, on, you know, we all share the same vision, the same goals uh, with regards to, big, you know, a, a currency, a, a cash system. And there's so much that we can benefit from each other, even if we have differing views on many other things. Um, don't give up. With Bitcoin Cash, you know, the price is bullshit right now. Uh, there's there's no argument uh, arguments around that. The, the price is bad. If you look at it historically, if you look at it uh, in any context, um, the price of Bitcoin Cash is not in a good place. Um, but this is crypto. People have been focused on other things, on the shinier things, on DeFi, uh, which is anything, but I'm not even sure if DeFi exists, to be honest. Everything I've seen seems pretty centralized, but hey, that's the shiny thing. And, um, you know, and the Ethereum tokens uh, that are essentially just the points you collect in your store and nothing more than that, and that can be blacklisted and blocked. All the focus has gone into these things, which don't really need to be running on a decentralized blockchain. And Bitcoin Cash is there and it's been running steadily and processing transactions. So it's not very sexy right now, um, but it's going to be huge. Legal tender is pretty sexy, I think. You know. Legal tender is illegal tender legitimizes the entire project. When when Bitcoin Cash becomes legal tender, and it will, there is nothing that can say, hey, this isn't a legitimate project anymore. This is a legal tender. It changes the, the status of it. And you know, <laughs> when you got legal tender and you got a conference, it's called Bitcoin Cash. And the two are, are basically if they happen within a stone's throw of each other that's going to be getting into a lot of press and so if anyone's worried about the price i would say hey you know check again at christmas i reckon i reckon we'll be smiling there so yeah stay positive stay focused and uh be be embracing be told uh told uh, speaking german now be awesome dudes to each other and work with each other and stop bitching stop fighting stop being nasty stop blocking people on twitter or stabbing people in their backs Let's, let's work on this together because together we'll get there much, much quicker and have a much greater chance of success than working against each other. Absolutely. All right. I second all of that. Okay. So that will pretty much do it for the show. Then this week you can donate to the show as always with the uh, QR code. Check out bitcoincashpodcast.com for the start guide, the FAQ, the links, uh, all that stuff, lots of education, more platforms that the show is on, uh, etc. And as mentioned today, bitcoincashpodcast.com slash survey. Fill that out. It will take under five minutes, I promise. Um, thank you to all the donators from the previous episodes. Anybody streaming it on podcast. Thank you to Ricky, our Patreon. And that's pretty much it fiendish where can people find you or anything you want to shout out 
I want to shout out. So we decided that tonight was going to be two hours at the most, and uh, we've got five minutes to spare. So thank you, Jeremy, for sticking to the time schedule. Um, and thank you so much for inviting me on, guys. It was really, it was a pleasure being here. Uh, I love your show. I love what you're doing. I think you're both an absolute asset to the community. Jeremy, I'm so looking forward to seeing you at the conference. Jet, if you are there, if you do manage to make it, it's going to be loads of fun. Um, but please, you know, don't don't risk your job on me. <laughs> I, I don't want to be feeling any pressure. I want people, everyone that's there is done voluntarily and having an awesome time. You can follow me um, on Phoenix Crypto on Twitter. Uh, check out the uh, Bitcoin Cash Hangout podcast. Um, I think uh, if you haven't already listened to this, uh, then it's, it's definitely worthwhile checking this out as a Bitcoin Cash fan. And join us 28th of August. Uh, Jason Drazen will be there, the you know, one of the main developers uh, working on the chip cash tokens, which you know, that's going to be a big thing. You know, it enables things like just JDEX, but also prediction markets, which I think is going to be a massive thing. Anyone just look up prediction markets, it essentially prices out disinformation, which is, you know, in today's world. That's an important thing. How do you deal with disinformation? Well, if you leave it to the free market, maybe we've, we've got one solution. So join us there on 28th of August on Twitter. Um, and yeah, thanks again, Jeremy and Jet. You're very welcome. RSS.com slash podcast slash fiendish crypto and put a link in the description. Same as always. That'll do it, Jet. Any shout outs? Nope. Okay. All right. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. Take care. ever known the rise and rise of bitcoin 2022 a single chance for the world a single moment in time bankers captures all our cryptocurrency flies gets to decide phoenix fly from the flame bitcoin bch forever changing the game an underdog story everyone trying to deny bitcoin revolution crypto trade on the rise then they stole our brand name and tried to push us aside